I think if there were ever a time to say we need to think about planetary health, we need to think about sustainable health care as we carry out our quality improvement activities, I think that time is now. Time is ticking on this. It's not something that we can put up for a decade and, and, you know, pontificate about and have meetings about for 10 years. You know, we need change. We need change now. Our younger generation and future generations are demanding that of us. Welcome to Season 2 of Specialty Scoop, Actualité en Specialité. This podcast is brought to you by the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada, and I'm your host, Guylaine Lefebvre. I'm an Executive Director at the Royal College. Thanks for tuning in. Season 1 brought together colleagues to showcase breakthrough ideas in specialty medicine with a focus on all types of innovation. We explored how specialists develop apps for learning in emergency medicine and for general surgery, learning and teaching in cyberspace, the innovations in maintenance of certification, and we found out why wellness counts within practice improvement. In Season 2, we're diving into what's top of mind for our community from learning to whatever's new in your world. This podcast really is committed to bringing you wisdom from diverse voices. Let's start this season with a topic that's not only foundational, it's actually the very basis of our existence, but it's something we can't ignore and we can't pontificate over. The health of our planet. If I can paraphrase some words of wisdom from today's guest, physicians and surgeons have a primary ethical responsibility to do no harm. And that includes do no harm to the planet, to really live the value of sustainable healthcare every day. It's such a privilege for me to introduce Dr. Hussein Mulu. Hussein is not only dedicated to reducing harm to patients, he's an advocate and leader in reducing harm to our planet. He's going to share with us his dedication to a continuous quality improvement approach to make practice more environmentally sustainable. And at the same time, provide you with insights into what you, as a medical specialist, can do to make our planet healthier. Welcome, Hussein. Thanks so much, uh, Gilana. It's a real pleasure uh, to be here this morning. Uh, Dr. Molu is the Director of Planetary Health at the University of Ottawa's Faculty of Medicine. As, as I understand, Hussein, this position is the first of its kind in Canada, right? Yeah, it is, uh, as far as we can tell. But, you know, I know there are a lot of a lot of physicians across Canada doing all sorts of great things to improve planetary health. Hussein is a colorectal surgeon, a quality improvement enthusiast. He's a father, and I'd say he's a would-be philosopher. He has recently agreed to guide the Royal College's efforts towards integrating planetary health as one of our priorities. We're joining this recording from Ottawa, Ontario, which is located on the unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabe Nation, who are traditional custodians of this land. The Algonquin people took great care of the land, and they knew that keeping the earth healthy is essential to our survival. I'm pretty sure it wasn't called planetary health back then. Yet the incredible relationship we should have with Mother Earth is integral to Indigenous teachings. And I hope we can rise to this as settlers. Later on in the season, we'll publish a couple of episodes dedicated to land acknowledgements and what they truly mean and how the land and medicine are really so aligned. 
planetary health, what a challenge to know where to even start, right? We, uh, we know from medical experts around the globe that climate change is the greatest threat to public health. The impact on the health of Canadians and citizens across the globe is, is undeniable. I'd like to think personally that my husband and I were early adopters of reducing waste at home, but I have to admit that until we met Hussein, I don't know that I actually put that same lens to the work that we do in medicine, right? I don't think I paid enough attention to what happened in my clinic or in the operating room. The the plastic bottle that we avoid or the plastic bag we don't use, it seems to pale in comparison to the four full garbage bags of stuff we escort out of each case we do in the OR. Um, Planetary health is a relatively new field of science in medicine, at least. What what does it actually mean for you, Hussein? Yeah, thanks. That's a great question. So, Gilan, I think the first thing I would say, and I want to thank you for that really nice land acknowledgement you did, is that the whole notion of planetary health has been recognized by Indigenous people for thousands of years. And it's really, as you said, like for me and for you, Uh, It's something we're just waking up to in terms of what we do in medicine. And so to me, in its simplest form, planetary health is ensuring that the people we look after, you know, they're, they're dependent on clean air, clean water, clean soil. And, and it's not only now for the people we're, we're taking care of, but I think we also need to shift that focus to future generations, you know, Looking at it a little bit of a different way, and Trevor Hancock has written some really nicely articulated thoughts around this, but we talk about the social determinants of health, which are very important, like poverty and inequality, but the ecological determinants of health are, are especially important as well. And again, that's again, clean air, water, soil, having good food to eat, etc. So, so to me, that's, that's what planetary health really embodies. And, and I love that link you've just made, because in fact, there's a direct relationship, isn't there, with social determinants of health and, and the health of the planet around those populations that are most deeply affected, truly. As medical experts, we have an incredible influence, of course, in a lot of spheres. Um, where do you think our role now lies, uh, both as physicians, surgeons, uh, but also perhaps at Royal College level? So... I think there's a couple things here to consider. The first, for all healthcare professionals, but you know, here we're speaking to a physician and, and surgeon audience, it comes down to our primary like ethical responsibility. We all went into this to, to help people. So doing no harm to people, I think, really needs to encompass a philosophy of doing no harm to the planet as well. Um, because again, we are all fundamentally reliant on what happens to the planet. So that, that is one thing. I think there's, our, there's that kind of ethical responsibility. And then when you look at society, physicians have and healthcare professionals have a very respected role in society now as it has for, again, thousands of years. And I think we sit in a unique position um, where we are involved with health where we have this respect. And again, it's, it's actually one of the CanMed's roles is, is being an advocate. And so, again, I think it all very much aligns around this responsibility that we all have to really live the values of sustainable healthcare, planetary health, 
every day. Advocacy makes a lot of sense, and certainly in in being able to look at what we do and how we uh, we reuse where possible and we avoid waste. There's another angle to this that uh, you know I've talked about in the past, and it's the quality angle. I, I personally associated it with with the advent of the quadruple aim, right? So we started with patient safety, looking at a triple aim of reducing costs, improving population health, improving the patient experience, right? So three important deliverables, if you will. And then the quadruple aim added team well-being or person well-being. Are we adding a quintuple aim with saying, and part of that is our, our responsibility every time we do something to improve quality, that we look at how it also improves quality of the planet? Again, you know, question very close to my heart. I actually spoke to the CEO of IHI about this uh, because I strongly feel that we should include this. And I do realize that there are multiple different important things that we need to think about. But I think as you know, you open this conversation, one of the fundamental points that I think we need to think about that you mentioned is that the greatest threat to population health right now, not only now, but in the future, is climate change. And so if there were ever a time to say, we need to think about planetary health, we need to think about sustainable health care as we carry out our quality improvement activities, I think that time is now. Again, you know, I when I come to some of these tables, I don't know, I, I maybe irritate people, but you know, the time is ticking on this. It's not something that we can put off for a decade and, you know, pontificate about and have meetings about for 10 years. You know, we need change. We need change now. And our younger generation and I think future generations are demanding that of us. And as healthcare professionals, as advocates, I think this needs to be part of our core mission. The, the way we think about it in terms of our mission doesn't necessarily have to be additive, right? Recognizing that, especially now after two years of pandemic, I most of us uh, have a very full slate already of things that we need to do for our jobs. Please don't tell me I have to add one more thing. Uh, what's your perspective on how we actually look at this as an in the same ways we did with triple and quadruple aim, right? We, we integrate our own wellness in what we already do for quality improvement. Can we actually integrate this work so that it's not additive to the good work we already do, but it actually becomes part of how we look at our processes? I think that's a great point, Kilan. And, and you're right, you know, healthcare professionals have been through a lot and, and I have a lot of respect for all healthcare professionals and, and what they've been able to do through this time. I think that this very much aligns with everything that we do. You know, I, I sometimes will get asked, oh, like what, what quality improvement initiatives are you doing that line up with planetary health? And, you know, now when I think about that question, I actually say like, I was doing this before. It's just reframing it. You, if you're, again, from a surgical perspective, if I'm working on surgical site infection, I mean, that is definitely, again, the patient's at the center of that. It's a better for them. Obviously, they don't have a surgical site infection, but that also leads to a less carbon intensive admission. And I think if we just start bringing that, that lens, 
when we look at our quality improvement projects and and I think we start shifting our culture to where we where we're talking about this. You know, for example, very minor, I was just talking with a colleague yesterday and we we've chatted about planetary health. And when he was in the operating room, he said, you know, I used to think about when I took out an appendix, I just fire a stapler. But now I think about the fact that actually there's all the disposable parts with it and I can just use an endo loop instead, which has a much lower carbon footprint. So I think it's just, it's all part of shifting our culture. If I can ramble on a little bit further here, I want to plug a really great book. It's called Saving Us by Kathleen Hayhoe. Uh, she's a Canadian climate scientist. Great book. But, and at the end, you know, she kind of says, like, everyone asks, what can we do? And one of the biggest things we can do is just talk about this. And so, again, you know, I really appreciate you having me on here to talk about this and ramble on like I am. But I think as we if we introduce this into frameworks such as quality improvement, it opens the door further for those conversations. It creates that enabling environment where this culture change can take place. And I think, you know, those those conversations will happen on a on a more regular basis. On, on the work that the Royal College may be able to do. Uh, we've talked about our interest in being more involved with you and this work through the Royal College. There was a, an IPCC report, a panel on climate change that basically declared a code red on the immediate need for action. And you wrote an article in CMAG where you basically a call to action where you express that uh, healthcare professionals truly should expect change from their governments and from their societies. Do you have any any immediate thoughts on how we may be able to make a difference uh, at system level? Sure. In a way, you know, the Royal College is, is in this really cool position where you bring together everyone. You know, if I look to the UK, for example, and trying to work with them, you know, they have a whole bunch of different royal colleges. You have everyone under one roof. So, for example, you know, we're talking about quality improvement. If the royal college was to come out and say, we believe that sustainable health care needs to be part of the lens when looking at a quality improvement project. Well, that already aligns with some of the other things you've already recommended to all healthcare professionals and residents you know, that quality improvement is really important. It's part of training now. So now if that lens is applied during training as well, and when people are out, that is very powerful. You know, other things like I'm involved with uh, creating the exam, the licensing exam for general surgery and colorectal surgery. And again, I cannot test people on what is the biggest threat to human health um, because it's not in our you know, in our core training principles. So I think the Royal College has this, like, again, it's this great opportunity. Like people talk about, you know, this being the greatest kind of threat to, to human health and really to human civilization. But it also then represents the greatest opportunity. Like we're in this very unique position where we're a generation that is seeing the science clearly. And then to take that further, you know, you at the Royal College you're driving policy and system change for like surgeons and and residents. And and that is a really, it is a great opportunity to have. I'm really happy that there are people like you and like, you know, Susan who are leading this and talking about this. 
And my great hope is that we start seeing this implemented further in policy and being articulated very clearly. Your message resonates loudly, I have to say. And a shout out to our trainees, because I actually think in, in our personal lives, as well as, as uh, for the trainees we know in medicine right now, we have a generation of people who truly care about this. I, I don't think there's any need to further convince our next generation that we have to pay attention to the planet. So integrating it to the work should become something that we facilitate for them. Hussein, I, on this podcast, we really have wanted to leave our listeners with something that they can do, like a takeaway that they would actually integrate in their practice from listening. Is there any advice that you would have on what people can do now to contribute to a healthier planet from a specialty perspective? So, you know, you, you mentioned uh, earlier on in the podcast and you're introducing me that I'd be a would-be philosopher. So let me let me start this last answer, I guess, by by quoting a Canadian modern philosopher, Marshall McLuhan. And, you know, he's got a great quote and it's on Spaceship Earth, there are no passengers. We are all crew. And with that philosophical underpinning, I think if we look at that as healthcare professionals, we have this very special place within that crew where we can really lead a lot of change. And so if you want to introduce that into your daily practice, I'd say the, the first takeaway I'd want people to have is that you can start thinking about planetary health or sustainable health care in every decision that you make. Every single thing we do has a carbon footprint, whether it is seeing someone in person in clinic or whether it is operating on someone, you know, doing a really big operation to the post-operative care we provide, to the food that is given to patients on the floor, 50% of which gets wasted, you know, every decision we make has that carbon footprint. So I'd say number one, to think about that. And then there are opportunities everywhere that you can take care of or, or take advantage of. Again, whether it is trying to move towards reusable devices, whether it's using virtual care when possible, you know, our medical students, and you mentioned the younger generation, They've put together this great green book on things you can do in your everyday life just to model this to people around us. They've put together a sustainable event guide in terms of, you know, if you're having a conference or even a get together, you know, why are you using single use plastic plates or cutlery, things like that. So to summarize that rambling, I would say we have a clear responsibility is one takeaway. Number two, the opportunities are around us everywhere. And I think as very smart individuals, I think you just need to look at your practice day to day, your organizational practice day to day, whether that's a clinic or a hospital or the Royal College, and just see where these can start fitting in. Again, we're all crew. And, and I think every one of us can have a really big impact as we, as we face what is a, a crisis. But again, with a crisis comes a lot of opportunity. And, and we're the people that can really lead the way on this. Thank you, Hussein. This conversation today has left me truly inspired. I, you have formidable positive energy for this work. And, and I hope that our, our listeners will share in my enthusiasm for, for being part of the solution, truly. Um, the sense of urgency can be so daunting, but uh, you know, starting with one step at a time 
you've convinced me that we can be making a difference. Uh, I really do thank you for your leadership and for your enthusiasm. And I, I know that we'll be continuing to talk about this. Thank you to our listeners for tuning into Specialty Scoop, Actualité en Specialité. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, give us a rating or write a review. And don't forget to share this episode on social media and with your peers. Medical students, residents, specialists, really anyone who's invested in patient health and the health of our planet. Write to us at fellowshipaffairs at royalcollege.ca if you have suggestions or feedback on this podcast. You can also tune in and share the Royal College's podcast for medical students called Specialty Café, Café des Spécialités. I really do take from today's podcast that uh, above all, do no harm is our mantra and uh, not doing harm to our planet seems to be a very deserving goal. Until next time, I'm Guylaine Lefebvre.